Thanks for helping us grow as a community by sharing this show. And keep this show ideas coming by messaging us on Instagram at Market Adventures Podcast and on Facebook at Market Adventures Podcast. I love the show ideas and I love bringing this kind of content. And I'd also love it if you'd leave us a five-star review on Apple Music. That helps us get discovered by ranking us higher in our categories. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What a wild debate last night. Last I checked, stock futures were higher, which may indicate the market saw Trump as the winner. Or at least he didn't lose. Some key takeaways. He mentioned that he would accept a stimulus deal if it was brought to him. He suggests that it's the Democrats that are stopping the stimulus bill from going through, which looks really good for him. Biden then suggested uh, later that he may target the oil industry. Now, as you know, oil industry, though they've been losing some steam over the years, no pun intended, they're still a rather strong industry and a very, very influential force. So I don't know if that bodes well, very well for Biden that he took, took such a um, definite stance on the question when Trump targeted that back to him. And then Trump even went to say, that's a very important statement right there. That's a bold statement because even Trump knows the implication of that um, as it pertains to the financial world. Trump reinforced his commitment to the broad economic markers, particularly the stock market. So Biden um, said that said about Trump that he really only focuses on how much billionaires are making and that Biden really focuses on the everyday man. And that kind of goes into the politics of elections. Biden is appealing to essentially the popular vote and Trump is appealing to what uh, historically and statistically has been um the favorite when it comes to elections, right? Trump is appealing to the electoral side, right? He's appealing to the people with the money who are making the influence. Now, you realize that when he faced uh, when he faced Hillary Clinton in 2016, he lost a popular vote but still won the election, right? Uh, I forgot what president has said it before him, but this is not a popularity contest. There are, there are forces at work underneath our vote that have an impact. Now, not to say that our vote doesn't matter. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is Trump is playing towards the people who do the underground dealings where Biden is playing to the average American like you and me. So when he mentions that and he reinforces his um, belief that the stock market will crash with Biden, he's essentially trying to scare those people who have that kind of influence. And for a lot of people who have money invest in the stock market, people with 401ks. He's trying to appeal to people who are very financially financial minded. Um, so that was very, very key to notice those those key takeaways, right? Biden and the oil industry, Trump and the stock market and this stimulus deal. Those are my biggest takeaways on the debate. But anyway, in this episode, I'm going to catch you up on what I've been working on in the background 
while I've been providing you this amazing content and information. Stay tuned. So the last uh, two to three weeks, uh, I've been really focusing on credit spreads. Credit spreads, credit spreads. Check out episode 43 if you don't know what a credit spread is. It's a technique in the stock market to essentially just earn some free money if you do it the right way. Now, again, the market's been moving kind of weird for me lately. I'm not too excited about being any in any long-term positions with the elections around the corner. And with this whole stimulus package thing going back and forth, I mean, they keep pushing the deadline. They keep saying they come close to a deal. They keep saying it's going to happen before the election, after the election. There's just too much uncertainty, and it seems like the market is pricing in that the deal is going to get done. I personally don't think it's going to get done before the election. As much as we need, as much as the market is salivating for it, I don't think it's going to get done. So um, rather than really putting myself out there and risking too much of my portfolio or uh, or anything really on going with straight options or day trading or anything like that, I'm doing credit spreads. Now, day trades are still available. Don't get me wrong. But I'd rather secure a higher probability trades right now than try to you know boost my profit right if i can make you know 30 cents on the dollar or 30 cents on two dollars multiplied by however many contracts and i'm guaranteed 90 percent probability i'll take 30 cents and multiply that by you know five six seven contracts and guarantee 90 percent probability on that trade if I'm seeing some technical support or resistance that are really that are really going to help me um, secure that money, and the volatility is high enough that the spreads are, you know, higher the further I go from the money. If all those things are lining up, I'm not going to jump into this volatility where nobody knows what's going to happen. I'd rather play on the volatility and take out some free credit. Right, take some money from the market maker. That's just me. So again, if you're confused of what credit spreads are, check out episode 43 or go further back into the podcast episodes, the archives, where I talk about specifically how you do them. I've also been rebranding and remanaging my e-commerce store. So I have a dropshipping store. Uh, if you don't know what a dropshipping is, check out episode 50, where I talk about various ways to source products for your business. I do dropshipping through my website, revolutionizefitness.com. So I've been rebranding and reimagining the store and the audience. I also do a podcast for that uh, store as well, um, giving my fitness experience as Revolutionized Fitness Podcast, Fitness in 22nd Century. So I've really been diving deeper into doing more blogs and more podcast episodes and getting working on lining up some guests for the podcast because I'm trying to essentially brand the message that we're anti-fitness, right? We're anti the fitness industry. We're anti the Instagram model fitness industry, right? Unfortunately, COVID has forced a lot of people indoors, forced them away from the gyms, and forced them into essentially going on Instagram or going on the internet to find sources of motivation. And a lot of the motivation on there is either fake or not applicable to most people, even though these uh, brands have hundreds of thousands of likes, they're not able to appeal to all those people and get their results the way they're supposed to. So 
I've been really trying to rebrand around that, and I've got to get that message throughout the store. Uh, I had a site design specialist take a look at my store some time ago, and that was, essentially that was one of his feedback was reinforcing my message throughout the store, reinforcing my brand. I had the brand there, but I needed that brand identity to be screamed through the store. So I've been working on that over the last couple of weeks as well. I'm always looking to improve. It doesn't matter how good your business is doing. Businesses that do well and fail to improve get left behind. He read the book, um, Good to Great, right? It's a, it's a very, very good book. I forgot the author, but very, very good book. And he speaks about that in one of his uh, chapters. Businesses who fail to adapt and fail to learn and move forward end up being good businesses, but they end up failing, right? So I want to have a great business. I want to make, you know, great strides in whatever I do. I'm always looking to improve. So I look for the lessons and develop the skills because the store may not need the skills right now, but something else along the line that I that I pick up, be it whatever it is, may need the skills I'm developing now. So I've been working on that rebranding. Um, also, more personally, my personal development. So going back to listening to more motivational and mindset audio, right? getting my mind wrapped around success for the future, but also gratitude for the present, right? Restructuring my mind around my life and my success, uh, my success that I'm going to have, but also my success now. I'm dedicating more time to reading, writing my goals down every single day, right? The next task for me is to start my dream board, which I've been putting off for some time now, but I really need to get started. I want to be able to reinforce that vision. So through my reading, um, developing those skills, writing my goals down every single day and reading them multiple times a day, getting the dream board, again, just reinforcing that vision and asking the universe for what I want and forcing my subconscious to find the answers to all my questions, right? If I can't, if I don't regularly imprint that vision on my subconscious, it won't work at it, right? My subconscious is busy, essentially keeping me alive. I need to give it another task because it can do many, many things at once. Why shouldn't it be working on what I want, which is my vision? So I'm really trying to imprint that vision in the back of my mind. And most importantly, taking care of my health and spending more time with family, right? Sometimes, and admittedly to a fault, I get so focused on my financial goals, but realistically, my financial goals are there so that I can have more time with family, right? I want to make millions of dollars so that I can spend more time with my family, right? I'm freed from the, the need to go to a job. But I'm sacrificing the very thing that I'm working for, right? I'm sacrificing the very desire and pursuit of a means to get to that desire, right? That doesn't make, that doesn't really add up the way that it did in my mind at first. So I'm really trying to work on that. And um, my friend told me once in high school to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Again, high schoolers, I'm not thinking too deeply about that, but he was right. The main thing for me is family. Right. As much as I want all these financial goals, the main thing for me is family. So I have to keep the main thing, the main thing. Right. Now, a majority of billionaires suggest that their commitment to their fitness and health, right, their daily fitness routines 
was a key component in their financial success. Now, I personally have been letting that lag behind. I wasn't ignoring it completely, but I wasn't as committed as I as I was in the past when I was a, a collegiate athlete and then post-collegiately. I was really committed to my fitness and health, and I got so focused on the finances and focused on making more money that I lost track of where I was before. So getting myself back to being more committed to my fitness and my health and you know, not splurging so much on food just because I can, but making sure that I'm eating well, I'm eating at the right times of day, I'm not eating garbage all the time, pumping my greens back up to the days where I was only eating, you know, fish, eggs, nuts, and vegetables, right? Those are the good old days. So getting myself back on track. Um, so those those are the things that I've been doing, again, financially, the credit spreads, and continuing to build my long-term portfolio. Um, I bought some more shares of AT&T the other day um, when it dropped all the way down to like $20, $27, I bought more shares. It jumped to 28 today earlier uh yesterday it jumped to 28 yesterday i don't care their dividends are consistent there's nothing in the news about them at risk and financially at all they're just making moves to get things off their books i'm okay with that i'm happy with that actually right they're opening up doors to become more profitable in the future so as long as that dividend is staying around that high of a percentage i'm gonna keep getting at&t um, credit spreads, AT&T to build my long-term portfolio, rebranding and reinforcing the message of my e-commerce store, revolutionizedfitness.com, my anti-fitness industry um, store, and also podcast. And non-financially, but also financially, right, because everything non-finance still ties in my personal development, right, continuing to refresh my mind and keep the vision clear in my mind and to make sure that I'm being great grateful for today and yesterday and you know excited about tomorrow and taking care of my health by also spending more time on my fitness but spending more time with my family if your goal is to be happy be happy right whatever your goal is you don't have to sacrifice it to get there right if your if your goal is to be rich you can be rich before the money gets there, and you should be. You should 100% be exactly what you want before you get there because it will be much easier for you to have my family rich in my health, and the finances will follow because I am now prepared to already accept it. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also write us on Instagram or message the Facebook page at Market Adventures Podcast. Thank you for helping us grow as a community by sharing this show. I mean, we've grown so fast that I can't even believe it. And I love that you guys have done this so far. Keep the show ideas coming by messaging me on, me on the Instagram. And I'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review on Apple. It helps us get found higher in our various categories. I've been your host, Alice Cunningham, and you've been listening to Market Adventures. Mm-hmm.